Good morning, North Haven. It's so good to be seen. I'm not seeing you yet, uh, but uh, we can't wait until that day again where we can uh, be together on a regular basis under one roof. Uh, just really quick, we are, I've mentioned this uh, several times now over the last few days via email, uh, Facebook posts, but uh, we're putting together a plan uh, that really implements three phases of us gradually being able to get together, uh, not only uh, together, together, but then under this roof here at North Haven Church. Uh, so we're taking those steps, and we're going to be uh, giving that information out to you here, uh, here soon. So um, we're getting really close to being able to uh, to implement that. I'm excited. I'm excited because, you know, wonderful things have continued to happen over the last couple of months, um, yeah, even in the midst of all these unprecedented situations, and they're going to continue to happen. And, you know, God is glorified, and we're continuing to be the church, even though we're not together physically. Uh, and speaking of being together, um, hopefully you've been enjoying this new format uh, that we have uh, here at join.northhavenlive.com. Uh, Dot com. Uh, this is a tremendous resource, and this is the first time, first day that we were using it, um, but we can't wait to see how this can even further help us connect with one another. As Alex mentioned at the beginning of the service, there's a live prayer button, and if at any point you have a prayer request, go ahead and click that button. It's going to connect right away with our hosts. We have several hosts who are connected um, and ready to accept those prayer requests to answer any questions that you might have, and uh, those requests are confidential. So when you put that request in, it's not going to go up on the comment section. It's going to go just to our hosts who are then going to ask if you would like that to be confidential or be put on our prayer chain. Uh, so take advantage of that. As well, Alex mentioned at the very top, or if you're watching this on your phone, there's three lines on the upper left. If you click on that, or if you look at the top of your uh, iPad or desktop, you'll notice that there are some headings there, including giving and connection card. Uh, these are wonderful ways that we have uh, to present to you to, to connect and uh, to engage with North Haven Church. So take advantage of that as well, especially the giving. You know, we giving is still, a, a, it is a continuation of our worship. It is giving God the best of what he has given us because he's given us so much, so much to be thankful for. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I've mentioned this before, but God in his infinite mercy has um, really uh, divinely allowed this to happen today and in, in this time so that we can still, as the church, connect in this way, where even five years ago, we wouldn't have been able to do what we're doing right now. So I'm thankful for that. And uh, because of what God has given us, the blessings, the resources, the abilities, the gifts, uh, we, we need to give him the best of those things. So uh, we want to ask that you would continue to faithfully and courageously give because ministry continues to happen here at North Haven. And uh, there are men and women, brothers and sisters in Christ, who are involved in making that ministry happen. Uh, being used of God, used by God to do uh, the work that he's called us to do. So I um, want to just uh, highlight those things and, uh, and hopefully, hopefully you're enjoying this new uh, experience that we have laid out for you here today. So we've been doing this series over the last couple of weeks called Who Am I? That's a big question, Who Am I? 
Uh, and w- so we've been looking at a couple of aspects of that. The first week, we, we kind of set the stage in regards to what it is that we're going to be venturing into over the course of this series. And then last week, we talked about your unique wiring that is your personality, you know, the, the things that kind of make you tick, you know, that make us unique in, in individuals and how your unique wiring is important for you to accept and understand and recognize and really appreciate because God has made you with purpose. It isn't happenstance. You're not just fate. You're not just a bunch of molecules that have just been put together and and then cursed to live the 70, 80, 90 years of existence. No, we, we are purposed. We are purposed in our creation. And as such, we need to live life with purpose. Now we talked, we've been talking about, uh, about how uh, these, these things that we are seeking to discover, our wiring, our gifting, our place, that these things are, are important in, they're important in the large scheme of us being a part of the, the capital C church, right? When we talk about the capital C church, we're not talking about a church like North Haven, rather we're talking about the body of Christ. That is the body of believers. And when we say believer, we're, ta- we're talking about men and women, people who have given their life to Jesus Christ, who have decided to follow him and to make him the leader of their lives. Uh, the Bible says that when you do that, that you become a child of God and you are now a believer. You are a believer in Christ. You are a, a Christian. And as a Christian, we are part of the body of Christ. Um, all of the people throughout the whole world who have given their lives to Jesus are our brothers and sisters because we are part of that capital C church. Now, we're, we are part of that, but even though we're part of that large capital C church, we've also talked about how you and I are individually and uniquely wired, gifted, called and placed, and we're, we're placed, and we're gifted, and we're called, and we're wired with purpose by the Almighty God. Now, that's really important because we've talked about how we need to stop living life on purpose, and when I say on purpose, I mean you're just going through the motions, you're having agendas, you know, following the calendar. We need to stop living life on purpose and start living lives with purpose because God has created us to live our lives with purpose. And a big part of that is, is the importance of you and me discovering and coming to grips with how God has gifted us. And last week, like I said, we talked about how God has wired us, and today we're going to be talking about how God has gifted us. And why is that important? Why is it important to understand how God has gifted us? Well, as we've pointed out the last couple weeks, the church is just, it's not made up of just one person. It's not just one entity that is the church. Rather, it is a collection of other brothers and sisters in Christ like you who are also uniquely and wonderfully gifted, individually gifted. And your gifting, as well as your wiring, which we talked about last week, and your calling, which we'll talk about next week, and your place, they are instilled within us so that we will use those things to build others up, to serve them, to spur others on, and to glorify God. 
And, and we've addressed specifically how our individual and unique gifting and wiring and calling and place, that they, they are strategically and purposefully divinely inserted into our lives so that, um, so, by God so that, so that God's church will be built up. It will grow and mature. It won't remain infantile. So that God's church will be joined together. It will be unified, having the same, uh, the same mission, the same love, and will be known for its love. Meaning that those around us, those that need to know the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, will see the church, specifically in this case, North Haven, as a place that embodies the love of God. And in all of this, as we've talked about, God is the ultimate goal. God is always the ultimate goal. He is not only the creator of our gifting, but he is also the main recipient of that as well. So we always need to keep that in mind in all things, whether it's our wiring or our gifting or our calling or our place, that God is the main recipient of those things. Now why is understanding your gifting so important? Well, as last week, we looked at wiring, and we saw how wiring is how it is that you connect with God. Wiring is how you connect with God, meaning that understanding, coming to grips with your wiring, actually gives you a, a much more full and rich experience in connecting with God. Because we all connect with God in different ways. And your calling, as we'll explore next week, is how you, how you serve others. How you can better serve others in your life and in the church. And your place, which we're going to look at in a couple weeks, is how you serve God. How it is that you give God the best of what he's given you. And your gifting, what we're looking at here today, our gifting, understanding that, helps us understand how you strengthen the church. How you help the church build up. How you help the church grow and mature. How you help the church be joined together in unity. And how you help the church be known for its love. Now as such, there are three vital components that we're going to look at when it comes to our gifts, the gifts that God has given us. And uh, as we explore these, these three components, I want to just invite you to courageously venture into how God has uniquely and individually gifted you. Now, there are a lot of times in our lives that we do things where we, we, we want people to participate in trying to find like a scavenger hunt, right? Alex mentioned in the announcements that we're going to be this next weekend, we're going to be doing this road rally. Um, my family and I, we're looking forward to that. Really hope that you could join us with that too. It's going to be a fun church community experience, even though we're kind of be doing that individually or with couples or families. But when we do that, we're going to be given clues and we're going to have to you know, search for these things, that scavenger hunt mentality that can be fun. But when we're really wanting something, right, and, and we have to search and rescue it, it can be frustrating, right? And sometimes we can think that that's how God decides to interact with us, but that's not the case with our spiritual gifts. We need to discover our gifts, 
We need to discover our gifts. But when we discover them, we need to understand that, that our gifts aren't hidden in some deep secret tomb like Raiders of the Lost Ark. We don't have to jump through all these hoops in order to realize these gifts that have been given to us. They are not hidden from us. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, this is what, what Peter says. He says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received, meaning that you and I, we have received these gifts from God, these spiritual gifts. And, and it isn't a matter of us trying to search and rescue them. Rather, it is us using them. It is getting, getting busy in the business of using them. Now, before we venture into that fact, I want you to just point out that in this verse, Peter uses the word each, and that word is super important because that word each points out that every single believer, every single brother and sister in Christ, every single person who has given their life to Jesus is given gifts by God. Every single one of you. So if you've made that decision to follow Christ, that means that you've been endowed, you've been given spiritual gifts. And it's your job then to discover those gifts, to see them. These gifts are administered. They are administered by the Holy Spirit who resides in each believer. The Bible says that when you're saved, that you receive the Holy Spirit, he becomes a helper. And he, he gives and administers these gifts so that you can strengthen the church. Now, the word for spiritual gifts in the, in the New Testament is the word charismata. And this refers to any talent or ability which is empowered by the Holy Spirit. So it isn't yours. It is a gift by God, from God, administered by the Holy Spirit to be able for us to be used in the ministry of the church. Now, there are five different lists that we see in the New Testament that talk about spiritual gifts. We see a list in Romans chapter 12. We see a couple of lists in 1 Corinthians 12. We see a list in Ephesians 4 and a list in 1 Peter 4. And, and, but it is within reason for us to, to say that the number of gifts that the Holy Spirit administers by God is varied and it's long. Now, you may have more than one. Actually, I would say that, that it is a high probability and most likely that you do have more than one. See, we're, we're wanting to help you discover these gifts. And in one way that we're wanting to do that is to give you a very simple spiritual gifts assessment. Now, you may have taken a spiritual gifts assessment before, but I venture to say that there are a lot of you who have it. Now, this could be a fun exercise because it's, it's, it's such a joy to be able to see how God has uniquely and specifically individually gifted you as opposed to how he's gifted me. That's what makes you unique and that's what makes you so vital to the cause of Christ and the church. And so we want to give you a resource, we want to give you a tool so that we can, as a church, as North Haven, do that together. So later today, we're going to send out an email, send out a blast um, with a link to this uh, 
spiritual gifts assessment, similar to how we did last week with uh, the DISC assessment. And I, I just want to encourage you to take a little bit of time. It's not going to take you long, uh, maybe about 15, 20, 25 minutes to take the spiritual gifts assessment. And it's going to help point you in a direction in regards to understanding, discovering what your spiritual gifts are. Are. I would love to know what the results are. You can email me at adam at northhavenchurch.org, adam at northhavenchurch.org, or you can, you can message us on Facebook, however it is that you want to interact with us, and let us know what your spiritual gifts are. And I may, just a little warning, I may just ask you if I see you or if you know I, I, I see on Facebook, I may even just send out a message and say, hey, I'd love to know what that assessment told you. Uh, so you might want to be prepared for that question. But let's do this together. Let's begin to discover how God has specifically and individually gifted you and me. That's the, that's the part of discovering your gifts. So once you've discovered that, once you've found out what your spiritual gifts are, well, what, what next? Well, the next the component, the next step in that is to develop your gifts. Develop your gifts. Now, how do people, how do you develop the gifts that God has given you through the Holy Spirit? Well, we do that specifically by pouring into your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. I want you to catch this part. When we talk about developing the spiritual gifts that God has given you, that God has given me, we need to understand that the gifts that you've been given are synonymous, meaning that they run parallel to the love that you express to your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 21 through 26, uh, I want to invite you to, to look at the screen, or you'll notice too that in this new format, there's, a, there's a, a tab that allows you to open up the Bible app right there in this format. You can do that, and you can actually turn to that passage if you'd rather follow along that way. And uh, you can do that now, and you wouldn't lo- won't lose the feed. But we're going to read this together in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 21 through 26. Now, here Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, he's talking about the body of Christ. That is, as we mentioned, the capital C church, all brothers and sisters in Christ, right? And this is what he says. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. See, our gifts, the gifts that God has given you, the gifts that God has given me, those gifts remind us of our dependence on one another because we aren't, the church isn't just one person. So to develop develop your gifts 
means that you are walking in unity with your fellow believers, meaning that it is impossible for you to develop those gifts unless you walk intentionally in unity with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, unless you intentionally love and encourage and spur on your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. If you want to seek out to develop the gifts that God has given you, you have to do that synonymously with encouraging and loving and pouring into your fellow believers. Encourage others in their gifting. Encourage them, spur them on in their development, and then allow others, invite others to do that in your life. Again, the reason that you've been given a spiritual gift is to strengthen the church. It's to make the church grow, to make the church mature, to build up the church, to unify the church. It has, those gifts haven't been given to you. They haven't been given to me in order for us to be built up in our own edification or self-advancement. Paul talks about that in Romans 12. In Romans 12, verse 3, he says this, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. In accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. All right, so you've discovered what your gifts are, right? And you're now venturing into the process of developing those gifts by walking synonymously with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, encouraging them in their gifts and allowing them to encourage you and yours. Well, what's next? Well, the third most vital component of of our spiritual gifts is that we need to use your gifts. You need to use your gifts. Now, that might seem obvious, but for a lot of us, we don't live as if it's obvious. One of my favorite movies is the movie Sandlot. And I'm sure a lot of you have seen that movie. If you haven't, uh, basically it's about a kid in 1950s or 60s who uh, loses a baseball and needs to find another one or to fit in with some friends and goes and gets a signed Babe Ruth baseball out of his stepfather's office to use only to lose that ball. And so the rest of the movie is about trying to get that baseball, that signed Babe Ruth baseball. You see, a lot of us, we treat our spiritual gifts like that signed Babe Ruth baseball. We get those, or we discover what those gifts are, right? And maybe we, we get excited and so we begin to develop those gifts and we encourage other people to develop them as well. But then we, we take those gifts like a signed Babe Ruth baseball and we put it behind glass on the shelf in our living room or in our office and we admire it. And maybe when other people come into our house, we take them in and we show it to them, right? But we don't actually use him. We don't actually use the gifts that God has given us. Well, that's not the intention. That's not the purpose. That's not why God has given us these gifts. He hasn't given them to us so that we put them behind glass on a shelf. He's given them to us so that we use them. 
In 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 9 through 10, we see this. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. In its various forms, meaning that each of us are given specific and unique and individual gifts. So Peter here is saying that you and I, that we must be faithful stewards of the gifts that we've received. Now that word steward is the Greek word oikonomos, and that means that one who has the responsibility for something. Meaning you've been given it not to admire it, you've been given it and thus you've been given the responsibility for it. The responsibility to use it. You've been given the spiritual gift by God through the Holy Spirit and you've been made responsible for those gifts. And being responsible means that we need to get busy with using them. And using them means getting involved with being the church. And being the church means getting involved in people's lives and in people's needs. Now the gifts that you and I have been given are designed in such a way that the love and power of Christ, it flows from us and it is revealed then to others that desperately need it. But just like learning to ride a bike... As I mentioned before, my son just learned how to ride a bike a few weeks ago. Now he's a bike riding fiend. But when you learn how to ride a bike, it won't work unless you get on it and begin pedaling. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can listen to someone tell you how to ride a bike. You can maybe even read a book about how to ride a bike, but you're not going to learn how to ride a bike unless you actually get on that seat and put your feet on the pedals and go. Just like your spiritual gifts, you cannot learn, you cannot, you cannot discover, develop, or use your gifts by someone just telling you how or reading about it. You can only use your gifts by actually getting on that bike and pedaling, by going. We have to get busy with using these because we've been made responsible. We've become stewards. Now the question is, will you be a faithful steward with the gifts that God has given you? Will I be a faithful steward with the gifts that God has given me? And there's so much at stake with figuring this out. Because our individual gifting, as well as our individual and unique wiring, as well as our individual and unique calling, and our individual and unique place within the church are strategically inserted into our lives so that God's church will be built up, so that God's church will grow and mature, so that God's church will be joined together, will be unified so that God's church will be known for its love. And when that happens, Jesus Christ is revealed. When that happens, Jesus Christ and his love and his power and his grace and the hope that only he can provide becomes apparent and obvious to the world that so desperately needs it.
And it starts with you and I discovering, develop, and then getting busy with using the gifts that he's given us. That's why this is so important. This church, this church is not me. I, I am not the engine of this church. It doesn't live and die with me. It doesn't live and die with your staff. It doesn't live and die with your elders. It doesn't live and die with the core people that volunteer for every, every opportunity. No, it lives and die with North Haven being the church. That means every believer, every brother and sister in Christ that makes up this place, getting busy, with understanding, recognizing, and grasping onto how they're wired, how they're gifted, how they're called, and how they're placed to get busy with using the gifts that he's given you. And I want you to discover those. And I want to help you develop those. And I want to help you use those. Because you are important. You are specifically created for this church for such a time as this. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for who you are, for the love and joy and peace and mercy that you provide. Lord, and we want so much to be involved and invested. I want so much to be involved and invested with how you've purposed me. Lord, I don't want to live life on purpose. I don't want to just go through the motions to follow an agenda. Lord, I want to live my life with purpose. And I want that for every single person in our church to get busy with using the gifts that you have given us. Lord, just burn a passion and a desire in our hearts to get real and invested with how it is that you've wired and gifted and called and placed us so that this church, North Haven, so that it will be built up, so it will grow and mature, so that it will be joined together in unity and so that this church will be known for its love and then get busy with making the love of Jesus known to this community, to this state, to this nation, and to this world. We pray this in your name. Amen.